What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 27th, 2021, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Good morning. Happy birthday. Thank you very much, Gary. A good morning to you. How are you? Um, thank you, Barrett. Thank you, Barrett, on the ones and twos. Yes, it's my birthday. I'm officially 38. Gary, you remember when you turned 38 20 years ago. What did that feel like? It was 10 years ago, but sometimes it does feel like 20. <laughs> yeah. Wait, honestly, wait until you, you think you're old now. Wait until you add another 10 years on. Let's, my goodness. You, you know, Gary, I know you want to talk about me. It's my birthday. You want to talk about I do. how great You're my I favorite am. subject. I want to talk about you. How Did you no, know yesterday no. these Rogue One storyboards were going out, right? You tweeted them, and you made a point to call out that in one of them there was nerf hurting. And then what do I see on IGN.com today? An article about these storyboards promoting the fact that there's nerf hurting. Did you know? Were you doing the PR masterstroke of writing the headline for them, telling them exactly what to talk about? I actually didn't know about the um, IGN thing. You're, I'm, I'm hearing that from you right now. I know a couple of small sites picked it up. I, have, I often have to be very careful about what I say sure. about anything to do with Star Wars because, because I'm associated with Star Wars. Anything I say gets very easily turned into clickbait news headlines. Sure. And so I, I, I tend to say less rather than more. If you, if you notice, I don't really tweet about Star Wars that much. I tweet about other stupid shit. Um, but Matt Alsop, who um, was did all this amazing work on Rogue One and also helped with the last Starfighter sequel project that we're working on, uh, has been putting out these boards lately. And I just thought it was really interesting because it actually reminded me of some of the early versions of the scripts that I worked on where, you know, cool ideas, little things like for whatever reason, they don't fit in the broader context of the movie. We end up losing. Totally. They're a nice idea like in on the by themselves. They don't necessarily end up. They have to be kind of sacrificed for the greater good of the movie. But that was one of the little Easter eggs that we originally put in one of the one of the early planets that the the rebels went to. Um, you saw these little um, lamb sheep type creatures um, that were going, meh, meh, and they were kind of getting like pushed along by a little kind of Afghan goat herd kind of guy. But the, but the idea was, yeah, they were nerfs, and he was. They don't, look, there's a nerf herder now. You know what a nerf herder looks like, and you know what nerfs look like. And it was kind of fun, but in the end, the planet that they went to, we 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 ended up taking out the indigenous population that lived there, so the nerf herders went along with them. So every now and again, now that we're like four or five years past the release of the movie, sure. it seems fairly harmless for me to occasionally say, oh, there's, yeah, yeah, we, we, there were nerf herders there at one point. But yeah, I always, whenever I say something like that, I'm like, oh my God, how many like websites are going to pick this up? And I, I, I guess I'm just hearing about ign from you uh right now but yeah this kind of stuff happens from time have to time. you ever thought about using it for kind of funny's benefit so like when this episode posts on youtube.com slash kind of funny games later today you tweet it out and you go here's the first time i'm going to reveal the ending of what rogue one's ending was supposed to be and you put it out and then, then they get here and they realize oh, i got god all see, these thousands is, of see, star wars fans who came here and clicked the subscribe see, and, button that, and, and, that's right, and that's where i have to be more careful like if i talked about like what uh, like previous endings of the movie were that will get picked up much more something sure. totally kind of incidental and just silly and fun like nerf herders yeah that's fine but Nobody if cares. you know I, I remember like at one point a couple of years ago i tweeted out like what was the original what the original fate of krennic was krennic originally krennic always died in the movie but he originally died in a different way than he he does in the finished film um and that ended up like getting picked up by everyone and it's like you know every every now and again i, I get a phone call and i'm like oh yeah i probably shouldn't have said that um so Kathleen that's why I, that's why I, that's why i actually don't tweet about star wars very much and when i do it's usually something very harmless and now that we're like several years past the release of the movie almost everything is harmless but I still, I, I still always have to be really, really careful. I remember when I first um, started at Lucasfilm, they sat me down and said, listen, you have to treat working here almost as like you're running for president. Like anything you say is going gonna, is gonna to get picked apart and amplified and, and twisted and turned into like, you know, in, for sure. news headlines. So I, even years later, um, even though I don't you know, currently work in the Star Wars, the last thing I did was last year, I'm not currently actively working in the Star Wars universe. Anyone, sure we all, sure we all know. I believe you. Totally. me and all i have many many friends who've also worked in the star wars universe and we all kind of have the same rule like you know if in doubt just don't say anything because you never know when you're going to you know irritate someone or it's going to get I've, I've 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 said harmless things over the years that have gotten turned into like way bigger things but to watch it go through like the clickbait industrial complex and come out the other end where i know what i said and then i also know what was reported at the other end it's it's deeply 
uh, upsetting somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, wow, is this, is this how like all internet news is made? I guess so. It's a bit, it is, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, and speaking it's of internet news, Greg Way, today we're going to talk about Nintendo being incredibly weird, Monster Hunter Rise having an ending finally, and your dual sense working on your iPhone. All this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you, of course, can be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun. But over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, of course, you can get all sorts of benefits, exclusive shows, and more important for this one, you can get every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free and with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. Gary, breaking news for you about the post-show we're doing today. Oh, Barrett yeah. has to go immediately over because Kevin's got the day off and run the stream. So I get to record locally our post show, which means no okay. adults in the room, Gary. We can do whatever we want. All right. Wow. All right. <laughs> I'm, thinking the about it. I'm the no adult. No one's there to say no. No one's there to say no, or that's bad, or that'll get you banned. No. Patreon.com slash kind of funny game. See what happens or see if what I think works doesn't work and there's no post show. We'll figure it out. Uh, however, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You, of course, can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like uh, Decatron 1138 is, uh, Error 40420 is, Gangster is. Of course, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you have a special job go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames please like subscribe and share roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you everybody mcu in review is back that's right we did our reacts of course to each and every episode of falcon and the winter soldier but now we have taken the entire series and ranked it among the mcu films you can go over to youtube.com slash kind of funny or wherever you get in review as a podcast like subscribe share leave a review and find out where we put falcon and the winter soldier aka sam and bucky fucky uh we're reacting to the playstation state of play thursday 2 p.m pacific time you should watch it live with us twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games thank you to our patreon producers mick aka at the nanobiologist tom bach trent barry and blackjack today we're brought to you by dr squanch final fantasy 7 integrade caviar and channel fireball but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We got five items on the Roper Report today. Up it goes, dozen. Also, Gary, I wanted to call it earlier, but I forgot. Hey, cool job on us color coordinating. Both wearing blue. Not something you see often from us on the same day. You heard of blue balls. We're the blue boys. All right. Okay. Moving swiftly on. Number one, why is Nintendo so weird, everyone? Let's talk about a Mario Party up Super Mario Party update. If you forgot, because it's understandable, Super Mario Party came out in October 2018, more than two years ago. Out of the blue today, Nintendo releases this. Keep the party going. A free update to Super Mario Party adds online play to the board game mode, 70 mini games, and the 2v2 partner play mode available now. If you click through and went to their site, you got a little bit more. Obviously, uh, online play to the board game mode, you understand. More mini games, you understand. Here's a little bit more of them explaining it. Do you have what it takes to outwit your friends and family in Mario Party mode? Roll the dice and outmaneuver the competition in a bid to collect the most stars and prove you're the ultimate party goer. It's the classic four-player board game mode, now updated with online play for the first time. Then, race, chase, and put your relationships to the test in Online Partner Party, a 2v2 team version of the classic board game mode. Work together to roam the board and secure victory against your opponents in this super competitive, super collaborative party mode. Gary, before we even get there, we'll go straight to the nanobiologist who writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames just like you can and says... Better late than never, Super Mario Party has been updated. My biggest question is, angry Greg voice please, why wasn't this released a year ago? Super Mario Party has been out for almost 2.5 years, and this is the first update ever we get from the game? What the hell, Nintendo? And angry Greg voice, I'm proud of you, champ, drink some water. <laughs> 
Hold on, Gary. I'm just going to say this. I'm... This has big, like, uh, you know, like when I schedule out tweets and like I accidentally schedule a tweet later, like, like it needs to go up like Wednesday, but then I accidentally like schedule it for Friday. It feels like they scheduled this update and like an announcement for like a year ago, but then they accidentally hit 2021. That's what this feels like. Gary, yeah, let's just jump in here. Nano goes on, obviously, to rant a bit more, talk about the fact that ARMS has been all but forgotten until Smash. Splatoon didn't see any updates after 2019. What is going on? Gary, what is going on? Super Mario Party uh, at review. When it got when it launched, the reviews were like, oh, man, it sucks there's no online for everybody to play together. I mean, who knows why Nintendo does anything that it does? Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a fool's errand trying to in any way predict or or analyze what Nintendo is going to do next or what they just did or why or when or how. You know, that's what I love about them. They're like, you know when you're in a relationship with someone who's totally crazy and they're just like emotionally just like absolutely oh, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm the one in that relationship like, here. It's like you know you know you know you should probably get out of the relationship but you just you just can't look away like the, the, the craziness is kind of what's attractive sure. about it in a way like that's Nintendo. And they do all this amazing stuff, but they also do stuff that drives you crazy and seems to have no rhyme or reason. And that's kind of what I love about you. You just never know what they're going to do next. And sometimes it infuriates you. Sometimes it delights you. Sometimes it does both. But there's no other games company out there like them. They're happy to just do what they want on their own schedule. And it often has us tearing our hair out and going into crazy Greg rant voice and all of this stuff. But like, we love it. Like, how much how much less interesting would the games industry be without Nintendo and all the mad shit that they do? Um, in ter- in terms of this specific announcement, yeah, I was actually standing um, outside my kid's school today in line because my kid went back to in person learning this week. How do you week, feel about that? Great. She she I, I mean we feel great about it. She's okay. she was super excited about it. We're excited about it. It's it's you know the world feels like it's slowly getting back to normal. And I was actually standing in line with her today, waiting for her to to go down to her classroom. And as soon as I saw that, I, I immediately showed it to her, and her eyes just went wide because this is actually something she's been waiting for for a while. Um, she loves Mario Party. The whole house kind of has a love hate. Who doesn't love Mario Party? Except every, every, every everyone has a love hate relationship with it, right? Exactly. That, that's what <laughs> like Mario Party in a way is the most Nintendo game Nintendo's ever made because there's so much to love about it, but so much that drives you crazy. Of course. At the same time, it's like this happens. I like you. If you want to see me rage, Greg, get me on a fucking Mario Party stream. You will see rage the like of which you have never seen. Because I'm actually quite good at it. Like I'm good at the board game element. I'm pretty good at the mini games. I usually am ahead in stars by the time you get to the final thing. But then whoever... But, but then like the fucking um, person comes along and says, oh, well done, Gary. You've got seven crowns. But you know what? We're going to give 10 crowns to this person because they were born on a fucking Tuesday. They're the winner now. Well, what the fuck is that? It drives me absolutely... <laughs> I've, ne- I've never come close to like smashing my TV and sending the fucking bill to Nintendo. It's like, you pay for this because this was your fault. And but I, again, that's kind of what I love about it. During this past pandemic year, obviously online gaming has, has really come to the fore more than ever. It's been more important than ever sure. as a way to connect with people. So, yeah, it would have been even better a year ago when we really could have used it, but we can still use it now. I'm glad they're doing it. My kid loves to play uh, Nintendo games with her with her best friend who lives a couple of towns over, and now they'll be able to do that. They're thrilled about that. And, and twi- think, about, think about what this is going to mean for the world of Twitch streaming, playing with people online. Like, I mean, yeah, all kind of, this is going to bring – I think this, is, this one move is going to put Mario Party kind of back in the – for better or worse, you can argue about whether or not this is a good thing, but Mario Party is going to be back in well, the public eye in a big way. I think so like let's jump in because right in the chat a while ago on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you have amazon prime you have a prime gaming whatever they call it now give us a sub uh gaming foodie and fit said lol you get something for free and you bitch we're joking around obviously it's great that nintendo is still supporting its game supporting super mario party it's more the fact that they didn't support it up until now it took two and a half years to get here uh as nano was going through there's a whole bunch of different things that never happened with there when you think about how you support a game after launch Nintendo never does anything the way everybody else does it. Now, does it matter? Of course not. Super Mario, Super Mario Party was incredibly successful. Uh, obviously, it had its moment in the sun where everybody was playing it or trying to play it. It's just that it, who cares about the Metacritic or people knocking into reviews, yada, yada, yada. You're nailing it, Gary, that guess what? Suddenly, Super Mario Party is viable to be played in our still socially distanced work-from-home lives. And I would imagine, I've talked to no one about this, but I would imagine a Super Mario Party stream is in the cards for Kind of Funny here on Twitch this well, you week. Well, you, you, you've, got, you've got to get me on it. The great, the great thing about Mario Party 
is that it is a game that because of that rage-inducing element, it is as much fun to watch oftentimes as it is to play. I don't know if you've ever watched any of this stuff, but like one of my favorite oh, yeah. rabbit holes that I've ever been down is you ever watch Giant Bomb play Mario Party? Gersman and Riker and those guys. They I have like, they've like been Jeff doing Gersman this like, anymore. The, you know what I mean? He gets the, in my way. The, I love him. Yeah. I'll well, watch the, him. The, well, if you don't like Jeff, this is the this is the stream for you because <laughs> the whole the whole running joke, I think, for the last 10 years has been he just he like he's the guy that has the worst luck. Like it's it, yeah. it, like if there's a random RNG factor in the game, he is always, always on the short end of it. And it's just hilarious to watch. And you know, watching him just increasingly get more and more annoyed is just is just delightful comedy. And so I suspect that this bringing in online play. I mean, you. I mean, obviously, you could always do it. You could always do it just with you, with 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 the gang in the office. But again, there sure, is no local, gang yeah. in the office right now. But being able to bring people in now over uh, the online connection, I think you're going to see. It. I think you're going to see it blow up on Twitch. I think you're going to see places like uh, Kind of Funny get in on it and bring and 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 bring people together in these online games. And it's going to be great fun. And it's and, and to play. And again, it's going to it's going to make great content for people like Kind of Funny that want to you know, want to have those rage inducing moments. It is a game that is so perfectly engineered need to make you rage and that's yeah. and that's well, yeah. one of the great gifts of it and i think that's the interesting thing about it. i'm i'm i, I hit up uh, people here on the other back in here i i would say let's friday can you do friday you want to target some mario party with us you want to try to play some mario party maybe let me let me check let me check, yeah, let me look check at your with, you know with, open up your date book where you're not working on me, anything marvel let me check or star with the wars fam. Or dc no one who knows what you're working on nobody you know <laughs> what i mean you doing some more? Me, you doing me, some skybound think, stuff? Wait, is it? Is it? It's it's online as of today, right? They just dropped yeah. this like live. As this of is today. their birthday present to me. All right, let me uh, let me check. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead. But yeah, like in terms of me in pencil me in for Friday. And this I'll is confirm later textbooks. This is textbook Nintendo. Let alone the fact that it's totally weird and out of the blue and like wait, you're just doing it now. But also speaks to just what they're doing with the Switch, right? We talk about it all the time the Switch attach rate and the success of Switch software based on you pick it up all the time. If you passed on Super Mario Party, which right now, according to Wikipedia, is the seventh best selling game on the Switch uh, with 13.82 million copies sold, like. Maybe this is the kick in the butt to get it so you can play with your other friends. Uh, you know, Andy was very quick to point out. I was blurry-eyed when I woke up this morning looking at uh, the Kind of Funny Games Daily News Slack channel. And Andy was quick to point out, like, imagine if they had done this last year. Imagine if it was the Animal Crossing shelter in place, everybody's there. And then they were like, uh, in April, hey, we're giving you Super Mario Party online so you can all play together. Because we did see, um... obviously, so many people jump into Switch. So many people, you know, start playing games like uh, Jackbox, uh, Among Us, things to play together clearly this is one of those games i think yeah i think you're going to see it you know, you know rise up the sales chart again it's, again it's one of these games like mario kart that is just always bubbling under just quietly you know it's under a lot of people's radar but it's just there selling 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 and making you know a ton of money for nintendo this online uh announcement i think you're going to see it creep back up the charts but i think yeah. if they really want to double down they should maybe put it on sale for a couple of weeks and really get people back in uh you know uh, promote the online angle you know drop drop it you know 10 20 bucks or whatever uh, for a, for a, for a limited time and get and get people in. It is. I mean, God, I, I hate it so much. Like it's gotten to the it, it's gotten to the point where I mean, we don't even play it around the house that much anymore because I I would get so angry that both sure. my wife and my kid were like, Dad, you seriously need to like stress. You need to need to chill out, or we're gonna stop playing. Like they they like my kid talks to me like she's the parent and I'm the kid because I am ra <laughs> I am raging so much about just the just the just the 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 inherent un it's so deeply deeply unfair greg i don't remember no i mean like keep it like played it but it is so deeply unfair like and we I've had never to stop played a game where skill and reward are so utterly Doesn't disconnected matter. they're yeah. strangers to one another greg this and it drives me about crazy you know, obviously, uh, Mario Party has a long history of kind of funny, and it is that we can't play with Joey Noel because we end up ganging up on Joey and being mean to Joey. And that's mainly Nick egging us all on, but Nick always wins. And as you know, Nick's the biggest idiot in the group. So, it's again, there is no skill to Mario Party. But something interesting to call out. You just said, you know, you'll see it bump on the charts. I like this. Let's get in there real quick. I'm not saying make predictions, but everybody, remember, this is happening on April 27th, so not that much time for MPD next month. But keep your eye on it. Super Mario Party for March 2021 was ranked number 19. That was uh, in, in what? So March. So then in February, it was 22. So you're seeing 19, 22. It's in the top 20, but about to fall off, or it did fall off uh, in previous months. Let's see you're if this gives it a kick in the up. pants to get it ahead. Well, you know, you know, you know what, you know what will really get it rising up the sales charts is uh, us playing it on kind of funny. And you tweet while we go to play it. Hey, everybody, I'm going to tell the details about Star Wars, whatever. You know what I mean? 
Every time I lose a mini game, I'll drop some deeply sensitive Star it. Wars information. How about that? There you go. Even though I don't have Perfect. any, I'll just make something up. Because what I've learned is the websites don't care oh, whether don't it's care. made up or not. They'll make they up just, whatever you say. Don't worry about yeah. It. yeah, they'll just publish it. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. It's a Monster Mash, ladies and gentlemen, over at IGN.com. They have some updates about Monster Hunter. We'll start with Joe Scrabbles talking Monster Hunter Rise and its story. Joe writes, Monster Hunter Rise will finally finish its story in an update due to be released by the end of May. Announced in today's Monster Hunter digital event, the version 3.0 update will, quote, add an additional story chapter taking place after the ending, end quote. It's not clear exactly what that will entail, but Capcom teased the addition by saying, quote, what will happen to Kimura Village as it faces its biggest rampage uppercase yet, end quote. It's an announcement that will please many after complaints about how the base game felt unfinished uh, when a major threat is teased before the game abruptly ends. In our review of Rise, we said, it, we said that it, quote, ends with an unsatisfying cliffhanger and feels like it's missing the last layer to really test you, end quote. Many were hoping that the 2.0 update out on April 28th tomorrow would add content, but it seems we have a longer, a little longer to wait. Uh, if that wasn't enough, uh, Matt Perslow, also at IGN, filed his own report here. Capcom has revealed several new monsters being added to the Monster Hunter Rise, or sorry, being added to Monster Hunter Rise as part of the game's first free update available from today. Uh, they include powerful Elder Dragons and Apex variants of two of the series' most popular beasts. Elder Dragons, everybody strap in. Kushalala, Kush, Kushala, uh, Dora, uh, Teostra, and Camellios form the trio of highly powerful foes coming as part of the update. They are joined by Apex Diablos and Apex Rathalos. Uh, additionally, Apex monsters already available in Rise can now be hunted outside of Rampage quests. Uh, Magnamolo, Mag, Mag. Magna Malo has also been added Nailed to the Greg. Rampage Quest. I got there, and, and I played a lot. I, I know Magna Mola. Rampage Quest Rotation. Uh, the update also allows uh, players to forge layered armor, and the Max Hunter rank will be unlocked when players fulfill all the required conditions. New event quests uh, will also be released following the launch of the update, uh, and these can be played offline once they have been downloaded. Finally, new premium cosmetic DLC is available for purchase, containing new voice options, sticker sets, gestures, layered armor for buddies, and, quote, more. Gary, you didn't touch Monster Hunter Rise, did you? No, I played some Monster Hunter World, and I sure. wanted to get into it, but it didn't stick, so I yeah. didn't look at Monster Hunter Rise. Um, seems like good news for people that are really into it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, I think that's you know what people want out of Monster Hunter Rise. Again, you know, I loved Monster Hunter World and reviewed a bunch back on PSP. Monster Hunter Rise is installed on my Switch, but I just have not had the time to jump into it with the move and a million different games going on, and of course, uh, just the chaos of review embargoes that are upon us already. Um, but yeah, I think this is up there for it. And so, uh, step back with me, Gary. Here's what I want to know from you as a writer and a man who has written and worked on many video games. What is the common reason for a game to ship without its ending? We, we've talked about it uh, so much with Kojima in Metal Gear Solid Five, right? And the fact that there was a whole chapter missing there that, they, that clearly was going to get into the Les Enfants Terribles and yada, yada, yada. But even here, right, this abrupt ending that is then coming out with a 3.0 patch. Is it just deadlines? Have you ever worked on a game that's seen that? Do you see people? Do you see it a lot when you talk to other writers? No, in fact, even as you're talking about it, I'm, I'm thinking, like, is this really a thing? Like, games that ship without an ending? Maybe it's just something I'm not aware of, but, like, what... what Prince what, of Persia. What are, you remember that Prince of Persia reboot they did at UB? And no, I don't. Like, like, I was going to ask you to give me some... Yeah. some I mean, the, the only thing I can think of that even comes close is Mass Effect 3 shipping with that broken ending where sure. they, they clearly sure, sure, had, sure, they, sure. They didn't have time to finish it properly and then they later did go back and revise it. But like games that don't need... Well, wait, wait, wasn't it Halo 2? Didn't Halo 2 end in a really weird way that felt like it just stopped rather than ended? That was the last one I can think of. Yeah, Halo 2 had a kind of abrupt ending. Um but, then, but was it a yeah it doesn't matter so like then i guess out of the, then stepping back if you don't have the personal context for that part of it gary how much i i once and this is a dated reference but stick with me because it counts uh greg rucka comic book writer is what i know greg rucka as but he's written books obviously and a million other things and way back in the day when i was covering psp at ign i interviewed him because he did siphon filter this is you're wrong i want to say it was logan shadow but it might have been the other PSP one. Let me know if I'm wrong on that one. Anyways, talked to him about it and did a long interview with him at a Comic-Con about it for like 30 minutes. 
and one of the things I found fascinating was I was like, so how does you, how do you even get into writing a game or whatever? And he's like, well, I came on and Sony Bend was already working on the game, so they kind of gave me free reign, but they said that I had to have an underwater level because they had set all this underwater tech and yada yada. They had spent a lot of time making that. Gary, is that still the case when you go to into a writer's room of a game, or do people talk about mechanics they specifically need and have it penciled in? Is it something that you get to go in there and pitch the story, and then it evolves outside of that? I mean, in a, in a more general sense, yeah. When you when you're working on a on a video game in a narrative context, you don't have the luxury as you do in film and television or really any other storytelling medium that you know to just worry about the story. Like the most. You have to worry about it when you're working on a film, for example. And this is true even in something like Star Wars is you have to be aware of how much everything is going to cost and you have to be aware of how money is spent. Like it doesn't make sense, for example, to have your characters go to a very elaborate, expensive to to render and shoot planet for like two minutes of screen time and then go somewhere else. Right. You generally tend to you generally try to find ways to if you're going to build an elaborate set or have a very elaborate, you know, basically spend a lot of money on a sequence. Or, or on anything like you you then want to like get your money's worth out of it and 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 have it you know occupy a good chunk of the the movie or the show or whatever so there's always budgetary concerns and you go to the next level though when you work on video games because yeah then there are mechanics concerns i remember on the walking dead when i was working on the first season of that no big I, deal. Would pi- I, I would pitch well you i mean you asked me I'm, no, I, I love it. I'm, this, I'm not even doing like I'm, I'm not I'm, even doing. I'm, the... I'm, 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 I'm giving you a perfect. I'm giving you a perfect example here, actually, where like, I would pitch an idea for a story sequence, and Sean Vanneman, who understood uh, uh, the, the 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 relationship between narrative and game mechanics much better than I did, um, uh, would say that's that's a great idea. Would work great in a TV show, but there's nothing for the player to do in that sequence. Mm-hmm. And you know, flies buzzing around here. Um, it's because you're the shit. At, at the at the time, that's good. At the time. I don't know if they, if if they, how how long they stuck around, but but at the time they had like a really really strict rule, something like there has to be something for the player to do, like no, like if you go more than twenty five or thirty seconds without the player being asked to, you know, being prompted to do something, sure, press a button, do anything, they'll start they'll start to tune out. It's like why, you know, at this point, why is it not just watching television? Like why why am I here if you're not asking me to do anything? So you're always conscious of not letting the story play out for too long um before the uh the players asked to do something so and 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 there and there are far more that's just like a really superficial simple one um you don't you don't want to let like you know scripted sequences where there's no player interaction dominate the game for too long there are far more nuanced and 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 complicated and sophisticated relationships between storytelling and gameplay mechanics than that but that's just like a simple one off the top of my head in terms of endings it occurs it's an interesting thing about endings because you know yeah, yeah it's in cinema and, and any in any story, really, the, the ending is really, really important, right? Like, I firmly believe one of the reasons why I think Rogue, people like Rogue One so much is Rogue One has ends really well, has a really good ending. Yeah. I firmly believe that when people watch a movie, 90% of the way they feel about it gets decided in the last 10 minutes of the film. Like, how do you stick the landing? What is what is the overriding emotion or the feeling? or the, Like, when you walk out of the cinema or, or whatever, or as Netflix is prompting you, prompting you to immediately go watch the next thing. What is it that you're thinking about? Like, what is the emotion that it's left you with? Like, and and, and, it, and endings are how you decide that. This happened. You remember in adaptation as well. The screenwriting instructor says, as long as you have a good third act, as long as you have a good ending, the the rest of it is not not as important as that. The interesting thing about video games is if you think about like narrative media, different forms of it. Video games are probably the medium in which you see the ending the least because in a movie oh, sure. or a TV show, the ending's at the end of two hours of, of cinema or maybe 10 hours of, you know, 10 episodes or whatever. Most people generally get to the end. Like you, there, there will always be movies or TV shows where you bail out because you're not enjoying, it, you know, get to the end. But for the most part, if you start watching a movie, even if it's a shitty movie, you're probably going to finish it, right? Yeah, but if 100%. it's at the end of 60 hours, of gameplay you're much much less likely to get all the way to the end and so game designers often put a lot of thought into the ending of their game but at the same time it's always at the back of their minds like how many people who play this game are even going to see this ending because yeah. it takes so much work and effort to get to i can, there's many many games that i've played that i enjoyed that i never finished and i never saw the ending i might go watch the ending on youtube or something but it's interesting to think about that endings are really important but and, and it, it's not like game designers are thinking well let's not bother on the ending because a lot of people won't even get to the end you still have to care you still have to put a lot of effort into the ending it's just an interesting thing to think about that in video games probably by a way higher percentage than anything else people don't see the ending because it's just a lot more effort to get there 
And I, well, and I think, you know, it's an interesting struggle. I always talk about, uh, you know, I play video games and I always say I'm a story horror, right? Like I want the narrative ex- experience. It's why I love most, or no, I shouldn't say why I love most. It's why I'm drawn to third person action adventure, right? Something like an Uncharted where it is, it's like I'm watching a movie, but I'm playing it. And I think it was Imran on a kind of funny games cast was talking about the fact that we still struggle as the video game industry to make compelling stories overall. Like, obviously, there's a whole bunch of standouts we can call out and do things. But overall, like, like, and I would, I would point to something like Outriders, where I fucking love Outriders, right? And I did beat the story, but I know so many people who love Outriders and skipped every cutscene and didn't do anything and just threw it away. And, like, they have no idea what's going on or they don't finish it. Let, and then to boil that down, which is a very extreme example, I think, where you're in it just for the loot and the grind, to name another game where... It's like, oh, yeah, what happened in that game? Or, okay, like, it's not about the story at all, and you're playing it. And so it's what you're talking about. If people put in these cliffhangers, these uh, teases, these things, if you read every note you find in the game, gives you a better con- – but who's doing that? And, like, lots of people are, but not the majority. And so it's well, what's, weird – Well, what's interesting about it, Greg, is that you, usually game developers – might want to be very uh, guarded about this kind of information, like how many people actually finish the game. But in the world of achievements and trophies, it's public information, right? When you finish a game and the trophy pops for completing the story campaign or an achievement pops for completing the story campaign, you can go and see exactly how what, what the percentage of the overall player base was that also got that achievement. So if it says, congratulations, this would be depressing for me as a game developer. If I put sure. a lot of effort into a 60-hour game with a brilliant ending and I'm looking at the achievement metrics and it's or the trophy metrics says, you know, how many people got the achievement for finishing the game? 5%. I don't know. That's kind of depressing. It you know is. I mean? No, I mean, you do see that and that's something that's talked about quite a bit. I think it was... Uh, uh crap 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 kind of funny.com slash you're wrong what is the recent playstation thing oh miles morales right that people went through and saw miles morales ending and they showed the completion rate and how it stacked up against ghost of tsushima and uh last was part two and you're talking about like being they were being boastful of games that were like barely above 50 percent of players on trophies got it and you're like oh my gosh like that's crazy to think about these games that I, I do think of even ghost a, a story i enjoyed so much that you would sit there and go through and people were like I get it totally because I am that guy of I love Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I did not finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I do not remember. You know what I mean? Like I played 40 hours of it, 35 hours of it and had to go to something else and never came back to it. But and it's that thing where I'm satiated on that experience. I'm not so drawn through that way. I mean, I for me, for someone who is like very story focused and wants to, you know, a lot of the times when I'm playing the games and this goes all the way, all the way back to like games like Wing Commander in the in like the early 90s where like the game was kind of only so-so but I was really into the story and I was really just finishing the missions because I wanted to see the next chapter in the story and I'd get to the ending and you know you know like when you get to the end of a movie or you feel like finish the last page of a book there's like a sense of satisfaction just from completing it yeah you know especially if it's, especially if it's a good ending that's like doubly so but like it's it, it frustrates as a player I find it depressing when I put like 80 hours into a game but like I then kind of peter off and don't finish it it's like oh, totally. I never got this I never got the satisfaction of feeling like I finished it and seeing how the story and that's why I mean obviously you can go on YouTube and and, and, and pull the cinematic up to, to look at or whatever but that's not the same because it's not your version of it or whatever it's not you didn't get there it's it's a really there, there, there might be an interesting um you know GDC talk or something sure. in this whole subject of like how we how we think about endings as video gamers as, as as people who consume story content and like to be told stories we enjoy them in film we enjoy them in television in books theater you know literature whatever um and, and we enjoy them in video games but we so rarely it's, it's probably far less far far more rarely than in any other medium we don't experience the full story just because the nature of video games it, 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 there's so many more barriers between you and finishing all in a, in a movie all you got to do is shut shut the fuck up and sit still for two hours Right in a video game, you might be looking at a hundred hours of yeah. intense effort to, to to get an ending, and maybe and maybe that's why people maybe that's why some some people are really critical of game endings. It's like a hundred hours of busting my ass, and this is the ending. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you, you feel like that maybe there's an even higher standards for endings because you had to work so hard to get it in video games. <laughs> Before we close the thread on this one, Nanobiology says two things and you're wrong, which are confirmations of, of sort. He's confirming that, yes, uh, Greg Rucko did work, uh, did write Logan Shadow. I was right on that when I said that. And then Halo, Halo 2 wasn't missing an ending. It was decided to end on an abrupt cliffhanger and mm. ending because of Extreme Crunch when it missed the previous year's holiday season, which I thought, yeah, is one thing. Now, here's the next thing I want to ask you, Gary. Are you ready for a heist? 
We have a real Indiana Jones moment in front of us here, right? Okay. As you know, new setup. I moved. Everything's going on here. And as you also know, happy wife, happy life. So now that Jen and I are separated, we're not sharing a wall. I can be as loud as I want. And she gets to watch the show and actually enjoy the shows again. However, I've been getting messages over here that my fat body is blocking sleeping Portillo. He is here in his bed, passed out behind me. So what I'm going to do is come over there with the real Indiana Jones thing, rubbing my chin, and try to drag him to anchor right over here. But if I wake him up, he's going to be an asshole the rest of the show and maybe piss. So we're going to do this, all right? Keep if you this just on going. gently shove the whole dog bed across yeah, the room, that's, that's gonna the idea. probably be okay, right? Yeah, he sleeps through a lot of stuff. We'll see. It's not like you have to pick him up and put him someplace else. I'm going to be – watch this, Bear. I'm going to be Alfred Molina. <gasps> <laughs> I always forget that that was Alfred Molina, you know? Oh, yeah. You're so young. It's a, it's a teapot. Oh, wow, look at him. Look at him go. Guys, look at him go. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Every Oh, no. Oh, oh, right at the corner. Oh. Come on. Come on. Come on. We fucking crushed that, yeah, everybody. That I'm proud great. of you. I'm proud of Gary. I'm proud of Barrett. I'm proud of Jen. Good job, Throw everybody. Throw me I throw you the whip. number three on the roper report ladies and gentlemen you can now use your dual sense and xbox series controller on ios we go to jordan oleman over at ign.com i also just thought how tragic would it be if he was dead (laughs) Uh, ios not jordan oleman my dog no ios update 14.5 has added native support for ps5 and xbox series x and s controllers on the iphone and ipad Available today, the 14.5 update is a major addition to iOS, adding app tracking transparency, meaning apps now need express permission to track user data, a workaround for those wearing masks while unlocking their phone, new voices for Siri, and more. As part of that, game controller support via Bluetooth has been added too. The feature has been hotly anticipated for some time, with users previously forced to find workarounds or use the DualShock 4 while streaming from PlayStation 5 in apps like PS Remote Play in absence of proper DualSense support. Players will also be able to use the DualSense and Series controllers with a compatible Apple TV if they own one, so they'll be able to play Apple Arcade games on the big screen for a next with a next-gen controller. Uh, you can find and install the update by heading to your Settings app, tapping General Tab, and then scrolling to Software Update. It's also very timely given that Microsoft just kicked off its beta testing program for Xbox or Xbox cloud gaming on iOS devices. Players will be able to use the latest Xbox controllers while playing games through Safari as part of the 14.5 OS update. If they're lucky enough to be chosen to take part in the beta. Great news, Gary. Yeah, this was actually really fortunate timing, uh, fortunate timing, obviously not um, uh, in any way coordinated or deliberate, just really good timing though, that in the same uh, week basically uh, that Microsoft rolls out the beta uh, for iOS support uh, with xCloud streaming. Uh, that uh, Apple also rolls out this new update that allows you know Series X, Series S, DualSense controllers to work across all their uh, devices. Uh, Apple just rolled all of this out. If you've got an Apple TV or an iPhone or a Mac or whatever, mm-hmm. they all got updated, and they all now support the Siri- Xbox Series. And PlayStation Five DualSense controllers. This actually, I'm, it's, it, and again, the timing's perfect. This actually happened this week. Paris and I had the same problem. We both got into the beta uh, for iCloud streaming. Uh, I put um, Banjo Kazooie on my iPhone because obviously that's the first as, game as you one immediately does. have as one to does. test. And uh, as it as it turns out, the, I, I reached for a spare controller, like something that wasn't already in use. And the first thing I had was a, a spare Series X controller. Sure. So I paired it. And this is the frustrating part. Again, obviously, this is going away as of today with the new update. But it's really frustrating the way it did work. Because it would let, it's not like it would say, oh, this controller is no good. Try another one. It would actually let you connect via Bluetooth. So you think it's going to work, but then it doesn't do anything. It connects, but it doesn't mm-hmm. actually interact. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's going on here? Um, so and then when I tried an Xbox One controller, it did work. And so they've now fixed that, that all of these things are going to work. So you can use your, your Xbox Series controller, your dual sets on your Mac, your Apple, Apple TV, uh, and on your iOS devices, which is very nice, very convenient. Um, again, and just really, really fortunate timing between the beta rolling out <coughs> And Apple, like Apple and Microsoft are not, if anything, they're, they're deliberately not trying to help each other. But this is sure. just a really fortuitous piece of piece of timing. It will be interesting on the PlayStation 5 side to see to what extent, if any, um, uh, the, the, the iOS uh, stuff uh, supports uh, any of the DualSense, you know, adapters. Oh, no shit. way. I can't yeah. imagine that. No, no. They, they just, treat, just treat it like a plain old controller. 
Yeah, that's how they've been doing everything so far. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of funny. Com slash you're wrong. Because I was using, I was using, I stream a lot of stuff for testing with Xbox and the clips and all that jazz. And then for PlayStation, I had bought a bunch of different clips for my Dual Shock Fours. and was using those, and then I got the Backbone. But I'm pretty sure that you know there was no Rumble or anything even on the Dual Shock Four for remote play and everything else. But correct me if I'm wrong there. I think it's just the way Bluetooth works for it in terms of going. But this is great news as somebody who, again, I've been using more remote play than ever, like than ever in my life for PlayStation Five. And a big part of it is the Backbone controller, which, by the way, is not a sponsorship. They sent me for free, but like to play and review but i just love that thing so much in the way my iphone slips great into comment it. from the I, I gotta call out this brilliant could just get an android and not have these problems brilliant comment first of all it's not a problem as as of today it's no longer it's been fixed um and secondly <laughs> yes indeed i would love to not have that i'd much rather have problems with endless fucking malware and uh ransomware and all kinds of other yeah, horrible yeah. wild west security fucking endless fucking nightmares and also wonder worrying about what fucking android update i'm gonna get based on what is this gingerbread or is it cookie dough i don't know what's happening is this this cherry pie or rim job i don't know what kind of android i have and do i get it fuck off just let me just let me enjoy the shit that i have i have an iphone and it works like what is what is the point of these fucking comments greg you know it's because these android people they want to feel like they're not on the wrong side of history. But I'll let you know what happens every time I hang out with my Apple friends, right? And we talk about you little green text bubbles and how disgusting you are. And every time I see a green text bubble, every time I see a green text bubble, Greg, I, I just can't deal with it. it. Makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I feel you know bad for it. Like the green text bubble is like what prevents me from getting closer to Kevin, you know? Totally. Oh my God. I can't do the taps and send back. Otherwise, it's like Greg Miller thumbed up this photo. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, what the Kevin, fuck is that? I'm looking through here. Uh, so I have an article being sent our way by Platypus. Uh, the DualSense iOS makes use of the hap- haptics, but then Nano says it's saying the new M1-powered Apple iPad Pro can use the PS5 DualSense uh, uh, haptic feedback. So we're just talking about, like, if you're one of the richest kings who's getting the new iPad, that one does it. But, like, everything else can't. So I'm talking about, like, my phone and remote play and all that jazz. iPad OS 14.5, smart execution... I think that's right. If I'm wrong, let me know on that one. No, no, I'm wrong here. Uh, Ryan T says, PS Remote Play in the DualShock 4 supports Rumble, touchpad, share, and touch buttons. Uh, there was a while where it didn't. That must have been I was fucking around with it. But I've been using a lot of Remote Play. So as everything gets updated, I'm sure, yeah, that'll roll out to everything. But we'll see what's at for right now. But who, who even, who matters? You know what I mean? Does it matter right now? No, it doesn't. Ladies and gentlemen, let's wash the bad taste out of our mouth that is talking about Android devices. And let me tell you, this episode is brought to you, of course, by Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games to, of course, be part of the show, to be to get your questions read on the show, uh, to get the exclusive content, to get the exclusive post show we do each and every day after Kind of Funny Games Daily and that I'm running today without any adults. But you can also, more importantly, go there to get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way... Let's hit them. First up is Dr. Squatch. Okay, real talk here. The soap or your body wash that you're using, it's shit. And I'm as excited to curse right now as Blessing was yesterday. It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't smell like a middle school locker room, Dr. Squatch is where it's at. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All of Dr. Squatch's uh, soaps are made in the USA using the finest ingredients nature has to offer. Uh, That means natural cleansers and nourishing ingredients that are actually good for your skin. Dr. Squatch's uh, soaps come in huge range, a huge range of natural manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay ray, no bay rum or cedar citrus, you're never going to have to, abhorrent, have to have a boring shower again. Blessings first shower experience can only be described as heavenly. The grapefruit IPA scent is to die for. If you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch's uh, just like the hundreds of thousands of other guys out there have. Every month, fresh bars of Squatch show up at your door. It's super easy. They've also got a full lineup of personal care goods and deodorant, uh, personal care goods like deodorant, hair care, and toothpaste. Right now, new customers can get 20% off on orders of $20 or more when they go to drsquatch.com and enter the code DSCKFGD. That's drsquatch.com, code DSCKFGD for 20% off on orders of $20 or more. Final Fantasy VII 
Integrate is the next one. Grab your weapons and join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PlayStation 5 is here June 10th. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's very life force all for their own gain. Uh, the mercenary Cloud Strife teams with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. We are also excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. It's the definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake. Integrate comes with so many expanded graphical gameplay and system enhancements. We're talking improved lighting, crisper backgrounds, more realistic textures, and more. Integrate brings the game visuals to a whole new level. Plus, you can switch between graphics mode and performance mode depending on whether you want 4K or super smooth action with 60 frames per second. Plus... Yes, there is also a plus. The game comes bundled with episode Intermission, a brand spanking new episode featuring Wu-Tay Ninja Yuffie uh, as the main character, where she'll conspire with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Pre-order Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate today by going to sqex, that's like Square Enix, but sqex.link slash remake kf. That's sqex.link backslash remake KF. Next up is caviar. Loving good food doesn't necessarily mean you are able to cook well. If you want a great meal but need a little help, let the restaurant come to you. Caviar can help. Caviar is the food delivery app for people that are into good food. They bring the best local restaurants directly to your doorstep. Other apps may have national chains, but Caviar keeps it local. Those hidden gems in your neighborhood, they're on Caviar. Caviar curates local options for every taste. Whether it's the perfect Reuben from the sandwich shop or the best Indian veg- uh, vegan curry, uh, you always have options for whatever you want. Not sure what you want to eat? Let Caviar's staff picks recommend the best spots in your neighborhood to find your new favorite. And just for our listeners, Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you have to do is put in your offer code of kind of funny, all one word at checkout. Remember, that's $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with the offer code kind of funny. Download the Caviar app and use the offer code kind of funny. And finally, Channel Fireball Box Breaks. Channel Fireball is a very big name in the collectible and trading cards industry. Our new initiative, CFB Box Breaks, involves live stream pack and box opening. Uh, People will purchase a group uh, in break. People will purchase a group in a, in a break. They'll use basketball as an example. Or I'll use basketball as an example. Let's say you buy all in. Tim gets the Cavalier cards. Greg gets all the Miami Heat cards, etc. Then the break happens live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We stream breaks starting at 1 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Uh, there are also personal breaks. Let's say Blessing buys an entire box of Pokemon cards, and we open it live on stream before shipping uh, him the contents. Uh, each stream also builds in a premium break. Uh, these are usually spicier or more expensive breaks uh with big hits in them for example this saturday uh, we are breaking a box of revised magic the gathering each booster pack is 500 and the cards are worth over 1000 you can open in there box breaks are a fun way to get your hands on collectible cards pokemon magic the gathering flesh and blood sport cards and more uh they're running an awesome deal on battle styles the hottest new pokemon set right now and you can get a box cheaper with cfb box breaks that's all one word than anywhere else uh so so head over to cfbboxbreaks.com and make sure you use the code kind of funny so they know we sent you and you can get 5% off your first box breaks. And maybe you'll get this big chunky Pikachu. Maybe you'll get that big chunky Pikachu. Number four on the Roper Report. The Yosh has a new job. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. After 30 years with Capcom, Street Fighter producer Yoshi Nori Ono announced in 2020 that he would be leaving the publisher. Now he's announced on Twitter that he will join a new company, the mobile game studio Delight Works, as its president and COO effective May 1st. Ono's departure from Capcom is no surprise, as he originally announced back in August 2020 that he would leave the Japanese company. What's new today is Ono's announcement of where he's going and when. It's also notable because Ono has been the face of Street Fighter for a long time now. On May 1st, I will be moving from Capcom to another company. I'm going to be working at a studio that is a little different from the one I used to, I'm used to. Uh, I'm also going to be looking for a development from a different perspective than in the past, he said on Twitter. In another tweet, Ono said there, quote, maybe some distance between himself and the fighting game community for a while, uh, but he's eager to get involved again when he can. 
Quote, I'm looking forward to spending time with you when I get the chance. I appreciate your continued support. Of course, the Yosh, uh, uh, old up at noon bit. So congratulations. We knew uh, where, uh, or we knew uh, Yoshinori Ono was leaving, but now we know where he's going. Delight Works, a mobile game studio. Congratulations to him, Gary. Big money in them mobile games, Greg. There sure are, and I'm sure uh, he, he deserves it. So go get it. Take some time off. Be, or not time off, I guess, but slower times and not have to worry about the fighting game community all the time. I don't know if it's um, like celebrity deaths, you know, where they tend to come in threes. And uh, two's not really a tree. You know, Je- Jeff Kaplan leaving Blizzard last week. Sure. And now, uh, you know, Mr. Street Fighter leaving Capcom. I'm sure, that, again, if you're like in the Street Fighter or like fighting game community in general, I'm sure it's really, really big news. Um, what, would, what would be the biggest one? Who, who would be, who would, like, what would be the biggest megaton news bombshell in terms of someone who is like really well associated with a game for like an existing company or game i mean it would have been kojima right that happened that that already happened but that was a while like so what now in terms of in terms of like who's still out there currently associated with miyamoto miyamoto right that way yeah but i mean he's already kind of semi-retired isn't he yeah he's not doing as much right i i think you rattle off the big names so you go Miyamoto, you go uh, Ed Boon, you go Druckmann, you go Tim Schafer. Like, it's that thing of we're so, I think, in a way, uh, uh, numbed by it all because there are so many people coming and going all the time in video games, right? Like, we just talked about Jade Raymond and her whole, like, trajectory all over the map uh, here in recent months. So it could be a million different things. But I think, yeah, Miyamoto, if he left Nintendo, it would be crazy. I, th- I, I, I think Miyamoto, I think, like, Miyamoto may one day like fully retire, but the idea of him ever going anywhere else is unthinkable, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I think he'll retire there, and that'll be the end of it. And you understand why. Uh, chat's calling out, of course, uh, Todd Howard, of course, Corey Barlog. Corey, Corey though, co- has already come and gone. He, he you know, came, he left, and he came back. So, like, that is going to happen when all that's going to happen. John Carmack, sure. Uh, I have a bigger question for you or bigger story for you. And then a question for you, Gary, Uh, you pointed this one out. So I have to put it in here. Number five, Neymar jr. Is in Fortnite. And I want to know, Gary, who is this man? (laughs) Neymar jr. Can be contained. No more starting this week on April 27th. Today, my birthday, you can tackle his battle pass quests, uh, allowing you to unlock his outfit and other items from his high octane set by completing Neymar jr. Quests and epic rarity quests, unlock and unleash his primal forms. Also, visit Creative Mode for a player-made welcome hub, an island inspired by Neymar Jr.'s arrival, and compete in the Neymar Jr. Cup for a chance to win a custom soccer boot from Neymar Jr.'s team at Puma. Yeah, I thought this was interesting when I saw it this morning. I thought of you instantly because I thought it was an interesting um, confluence of something that you know and care about a lot, Mm -hmm. Fortnite, Mm -hmm. and something you know and care about almost nothing, which is football, right? Sure. And so I like football. Well, you you call it soccer if you want. Um, And so I I just thought it was, I just thought it was interesting. Like, when you first saw that this morning, were you like, who the hell is this guy? Did you, did you have any clue who he was? You tweeted and said, am I going to have to explain who this was? And I was like, and then I had to Google what the hell was going on. And I saw the Fortnite announcement. I was like, oh, okay. No, I don't know who he is, but that makes sense. That's, I mean, that's, you know, obviously soccer. Do you know, oh, well, let me, let me, th- let me, let me throw, let me throw another, some other names out there that are like sure. on the same tier. Do you know who Lionel Messi is? I know, I know the last name Messi. I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. His Do jersey's you know red, who- I think. No. Do you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? I know the name, but I couldn't find him out of it. Is he the one with the Mohawk? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you know who any of these, what teams any of these people play oh, for? Oh, no, not nation, a chance what nationality they are? No, I was, when I was okay. moving uh, uh, and packing stuff up, I ran into a scarf I had that was... Uh, uh, I think it, I, I, I may be wrong. It was somebody gave it to me to support their team that had won, and I want to say it was the Trottenham thing, which is your team, right? Aren't you a Trottenham? Tottenham, not Tottenham. Trottingham. What the fuck Sorry. is that? I don't fucking Tottenham. know what are any of these. Do you, do so you first know who, off, come on, you've been in America long enough. You, you, know, you can't tell you me know, any English who, town has a normal name. Do you know who Kylian Mbappe is? No, that is a made-up name. Okay. Well, he actually plays on the. <laughs> it's a very real name, and he actually plays on the same team as Neymar. See, I when I first blurry, I looked down on the phone. I was excited. I thought Namor from Marvel Comics. was Well, coming. he is. I'm not gonna. I don't need to boy with the deal. Suffice you to say that he is one of the most famous athletes on the planet in any sport. And sure. in terms of, again, it's interesting because if all the people they've added recently, you know, Batman and all this kind of shit, um, Mandalorian, what have you, they all obviously all have big, big pop culture followings. I would argue that this one, in terms of his appeal to like young people and the kind of people around the world that are playing Fortnite, Neymar is probably the biggest name they've ever added to this game. 
it's, it's interesting that because because it's two very very different worlds the worlds of like video games and sports which generally the venn diagram for that is kind of sometimes hard to figure out like for you for example those two venn diagrams don't really overlap at all especially not in terms of like world sports like football um or soccer as you would say I just thought that was interesting to see. Like, here's a like here's something that you know a lot of. Here's something that a lot of people know a lot about. I'm sure there's a lot of people on the other side going like, Neymar's in what? What the fuck is Fortnite? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that really follow sports and football and stuff like that, but I have no idea about video games. So sure, uh, but but there is but there is a big for young people in particular who idolize these players. Like Neymar is probably like, he's a brilliant brilliant player, one of the one of the best players in the world. But for that reason, he's also one of the most marketable commercial commodities in the world like in terms of sponsorship and all that kind of stuff one of one of one of the most valuable commodities in the world like everybody all the sports brands all the brands want to be in business with people like uh, messi and ronaldo and neymar and mbappe and so for him to come to Fortnite, from from a commercial standpoint is actually in terms of the, the kind of people they're trying to hit young people that are interested in video games and or sport you know football it's 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 actually really really huge and i imagine they paid him a huge amount of money but i just thought it was interesting in the in the middle of that of are people like you for, uh, and to, to a lesser extent me like again i i know more about neymar than i do about Fortnite. you know a lot more about Fortnite than you do about neymar so we're kind of caught in the middle but there is a massive 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 market where those two venn diagrams to do intersect which is mainly young people young people that idolize players like neymar sure. and young people who spend most time in Fortnite. this is actually a really big get for them so mm. you know well played Fortnite. greg miller from kindoffunny.com you had a question thank you very much yeah there is a young lad here in the chat blessing junior oh, i'm close to blocking him in the chat I'm, I'm uh, he's getting it. he's getting a little he came in here to start some shit and then he came into the discord call to start some shit then he left so i'll ask you this gary clear your mind clear your mechanism who is more famous et or neymar jr today neymar no, I didn't say today. I said, "Who's more famous?" If you ten, your family, well, you are, you, are, you, you, you asked hold me on. My, my, my comment was about Lionel famous. Messi. You didn't know oh, Lionel Messi. I said I know him. I said I knew the name. I can't I drag you out of calls anymore. God damn it! <laughs> I'm just saying, more people know people. More people know about Messi than they do the the, the main character in what movie? E.T. I couldn't name it. Right now, we'll make it scientific. I'm not talking about the Elliot. I'm talking about who is it? Elliot? I don't know what the fuck his yeah. name yeah, is. Yeah, Elliot from E.T. But you said in your thing here, E.T. Don't try to change the facts. Don't try to change the facts now. I don't understand why we're comparing things from completely different eras, though. Like, what's the point of that? Like, E.T.'s... Oh, no, when, this is, when he, he didn't know E.T., we all flipped out on him. Oh, I E.T. I E.T. I didn't know the main character from E.T., the kid. Okay. But like Lionel Messi, everybody knows Lionel Messi. I don't. You're making. First off, is it Lionel or Lionel? Because Lionel's a better name because it's from Smallville. If you if you if, if you would if you would have show two photographs to a hundred people or a thousand people that are like mm. aged, I don't know, fourteen to twenty four or whatever the Fortnite demographic is, and say and hold up a picture of Elliot from ET and Neymar Junior. Sure. and ask them to identify. Neymar's going to fucking well, wipe. Uh, but Elliot again, that's out. not. Oh the, yeah, that's one thousand percent. That's not, not it. It's show them a picture of Lionel Messi. Or E.T., which one are they going to be able to name? I'm not talking about E.T. E.T. the alien. Anybody can name E.T. Blessing the alien. I'm talking about Elliot. You were the one blessing. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 E.T. Yeah, is yeah, also yeah, the actually, name of the movie. The, uh, it's the name young, of okay, the movie. Young, young people, like let's let's say anyone from like the, the age of like 12 to 26, like a big chunk of what, you know, whatever that kind of Gen Z, you know, you know, early young millennial demographic is. The actual alien E.T. and Lionel Messi, Messi's still going to win that. Yes, 100%. No. People no. from all around the world, not just America, 100%. 100%. I would bet my All around the world, I think it'll be close. I, I think Gary does have a point. Like, all, America yeah. doesn't give a fuck, but outside America, people really love soccer. In, Amer in America, E.T., globally, messy. I'm with Gary on this one. Uh, I can't wait to see who's more famous, E.T. or Elliot or Lionel or... Li li what's it? Not Lionel. It looks Lionel. like Lionel, right? Lionel. Lionel, okay. It's 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 spelled it's spelled like you're gonna say Lionel, but it's Lionel. Right? He's all okay. Cool. Just making sure that I'm not because I'm bad at pronunciations, and we already learned this episode. Uh, Gary, I'm excited to see who wins the poll that's going on at Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games right now. Of who's more famous, Lionel Messi or ET? And right now, it's very close. Uh, but until we get the results, wow, they're so far away. Where would I go? Where would I go? Um, the official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Daily Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. 
Fuck you, blessing. I just want to point out this is a predominantly American audience that is watching this show right now, yeah. and it's 50 50 Messi and ET. Sure. So well, you say, globally, yeah. and Messi is, is running rings. We have a lot of we have a lot of UK people watching right, right, live right now. We know that. We're we're popular, uh, you know, after hours content here. Or whatever. Uh, out today, we have. Uh, well, there's so much going on today. Sorry, out today. Uh, beginning today, you can take place in the annals of history and hilarity. Download the demo for Metopia game in Nintendo eShop on the Nintendo Switch to get a taste of the humorous adventure that awaits. Uh, meanwhile, the frontier is flooded with rewards and bonuses in Red Dead Online. Uh, there's a variety of Moonshiner activities this week with doubled Red Dead Online bucks and character XP in the Moonshiner story and bootlegger missions, plus boosted Moon moonshine sales free fast travel in moonshine shack relocations and more making it the perfect time to become a bootlegger uh, there's a new system software update for playstation 5 this system software update improves system performance then in terms of gains games ladders by po paugi paugi is on ps5 and ps4 uh death death and request is on switch and then locked and loaded, the newest free update for Fallout 76 is now live for all players. The update kicks off Season 4 with a brand new Armor Ace-themed scoreboard and introduces highly anticipated community features, including special loadouts and camp slots, as well as expanding daily ops and additional quality of life improvements. New dates for you. Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons reveal is scheduled for July 27th, and it looks like, fingers crossed, Retro Mania is finally coming to PlayStation 4 on Friday. Uh, they had some trouble getting it through CERT, and it looks good for now, but they're still not 100% on it, but keep your eyes peeled. I'm excited. Messi, uh, deals by the, the way, Messi is now shitting all over ET. It's true. So you're, you know. I, you're right. I, I'm not, I'm, you're, you know, when it's Messi's right, it's right. the goat, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, come on. What about Beckham? Bend it like Beckham, you know? I mean, he's that? also super famous, Mar but he's no longer, Spice. you know, a player. So he's not. Mm. I, I, I also, I, I mean, I would put him in that same category in terms of global recognition as like a brand, as a commercial brand, as just like a recognizable thing, like a can of Coke or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, absolutely. He would be very, very recognizable he's as well. Not but again, a thing, to, 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 he's to a, a whole. But, See, I if David Beckham whole, walked down the street, I'd be like, oh, that's David Beckham. Yeah. But to Mark Messi, I would say, oh, here's a quarter for a cup of coffee. The whole generation of like the kids that are playing Fortnite, he's already like yesterday's new. He's like, like that's the last generation. Sure, and sure. you know it's largely irrelevant. Remember that 1E3 where they brought Pele to stage? I digress. Deals of the day. Xbox games with gold for May have been revealed. Uh, you're getting Armello, May 1st to the 31st. Dungeons 3, May 16th through June 15th. Lego Batman, May 1st to the 15th. And Tropical 4, May 16th through the 31st. Gary? We ask people to go to patreon.com slash games to be part of the show where they give us questions, comments, concerns, and of course, their squad up requests where they want to play games with us and the kind of funny best friends. Today, Cam Bosa needs help on Switch. The Switch number is 6828-8679-9851, or you can go on Discord, Camboza, uh, C-A-M-B-O-S-A, number sign 0384. Rise is the first Monster Hunter game I've really gotten into. I've been having a blast grinding in the game and hunting, mo hunting monsters to the point of extinction just so I can make a new pair of boots. My only problem? I don't have people to hunt with. With the two-point update coming soon, I'm hoping Kinda Funny Best Friends can help change that. I'm pretty much down for whatever, whenever it's grinding for material or new gear, uh, tackling the more challenging hunts, or even just helping people that are starting to work their way through the early game content. Thanks to COVID, I'm stuck still on that unemployment life, so I have a lot of free time to play. Uh, switch code, like we already said, Discord, Cambosa, uh, number sign 0384. Let's go ruin the ecosystem together one hunt at a time. Oh, man, and Gary, uh, know your wrongs because we've been doing them live as we went. Uh, who is more famous? Uh, Lionel, Lionel Messonnier has won with a, a whole bunch of the vote. It went away as I went to talk about it, and I don't know how to. Yeah, bring it was back a blowout. It was a landslide. It was like fifty-eight percent. It looked like it went by. So congratulations to Messier. You are more famous than ET. It turns out, and I rescind my point and blessing. I apologize to you wherever you may be. Don't apologize to him. I take it. I rescind my apology. Fuck you, blessing. Uh, tomorrow's hosts, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be blessing and Tim. Thursday it will be me and Tim, and Friday it will be me and blessing reuniting one more time uh, for the week. I guess we got a PSL it's surprising intervention by blessing. Like, what is it about Lionel Messi that made him come in here? Like suddenly getting all yeah, uppity. Uh, you and, know, he and, gets and, hyped and, up and, on and, coffee. And, and like, He's ah. such a little kid. He gets riled up. About yeah. Like, is he, is he probably he, had um, a juice pop this morning and then he is came he, in here. Uh, is he like a soccer fan or something that I didn't know He's about? He's a huge soccer fan. Yeah, he plays FIFA. He plays FIFA. Yeah. Oh, I should play FIFA with him. I was playing yeah, FIFA should. this weekend. I'm like, I need people to play with. 
Of course. Yeah, if you're playing ET, I bet a whole bunch of people would be there to play it with you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, Blessing Jr. is coming to play some Returnal right after this. Then Nick's going to play more Uncharted. Uh, If you're watching later, of course, and missed all that, you can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays, our newest YouTube channel, to catch that archive. If you want to see more of me and Gary with no parents in the room, we're going to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to do the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. Remember, over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write into be part of the show you can get the show ad free and you can get the post show we are about to do by the way i i i uh, use the wrong word i I just checked myself i was like uppity is that even the right word uppity means self-important or arrogant that's not what i meant to say at all i meant to say i don't know you feel like you just touched a nerve with blessing like it was a secret soccer fan i didn't know about so whenever i hear uppity i think of that when uh when uh bart sold his soul and snowball number two on the simpsons was hissed at him he goes you're awfully uppity for somebody who eats bugs all day so i would have assumed that uppity yeah just means like touchy yeah like you touched the nerve I, I, that was what yeah. i meant i kind of felt like you touched the nerve but i i used the i used the wrong word so maybe it's like literally know. now where we've just made our own meaning for what the word means and everybody's with us apparently i'm, I'm looking at now apparently even it has a racist connotation as well so i, I feel doubly oh, we don't bad like about that it. we don't like that yeah let's well, I mean, let, come on yeah, certainly not my intention i apologize for blessing for that all right uh What's Ladies up? and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Games Daily What's Show. That? There's more content, like I said, here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. There's going to be a post show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.